episode, well, maybe 0.5 of I'm Scared 2. I'd been thinking of starting a podcast for a long time, and the plan was to create one with my brother, but this whole quarantine business and the strange times we live in made me feel like I just needed to do some little low-key, uplifting, good news sort of podcast. My original plan for this episode was to talk about some of the environmental factors that are changing as a result of people staying indoors more, like pollution levels being lower and silt in Venetian canals dying down so the water appears to be more clear, but it turns out these ideas can lead to some really dark places, so I'm not covering that today. There are a lot of places to discuss heavy ideas and get educated on them, but this isn't that podcast. In future episodes, I plan to bring stories of things that are fascinating, uplifting, unusual even, but I don't want to talk about the pandemic during this podcast. This is meant to be a safe and gentle place to just chill for a few minutes. So for this sort of trailer-slash-prototype-slash-proof-of-concept episode, I've decided to highlight some bright spots that are shining in all of this darkness, and y'all... Boy, howdy are there a lot of online and virtual resources. I honestly don't know how much of them existed before the lockdown happened, but man alive are there a lot of things. I'm going to go over several of the ones I found while researching for this podcast and try to tell you a little bit about each one. Now, there's no good way for me to properly direct you to each URL from an audio medium, but don't worry, I've made a Google Doc with all the URLs you need, and that link will be posted in the episode description. Also, these are in no particular order, I've just tried to group like with like, if that makes sense. The Shad Aquarium in Chicago has been making so many adorable videos. In light of the lockdown, they've been taking penguins around the zoo to meet other animals, and I'll be straight dipped if it's not the cutest thing I've ever seen. The penguins meeting beluga whales, watching a coral reef, watching other penguins, visiting the Amazon. It is adorable. They also post a lot of videos about their animals, and they're incredible. They have one on their peacock mantis shrimp, their green sea turtle that's a rescue, an eastern Pacific red octopus, even one for kids about what animal poop looks like. And to be honest, I'm going to watch that one myself when I get done here. The Georgia Aquarium is showing webcams of various exhibits, and I'm actually watching the jellyfish exhibit while I write and record this. Similar, but not at all related, the Party Daisa Zoo in Belgium, unrelated to any pandemic event, is letting Asian small-clawed otters live with their family of orangutans for enrichment purposes, and the pictures they're releasing might just make you melt. Definitely check them out. Moving on, so many museums are creating virtual visits these days. One of the resources I found was titled, 2,500 Museums You Can Now Visit Virtually. I don't think I'll be able to visit all of those, so I haven't been able to vet them, but the link is in the Google Doc. I actually really enjoy virtual visits, despite not being able to see the thing in question, well, in person. 
because it lets me take in the art or artifact or what have you while reading the information while not having to be on my feet or worrying if my friend is enjoying this as much as me or if I'm standing in the way of the person behind me. And what's more, I don't have to worry if I'm getting my money's worth. I can just come back to the museum again tomorrow for free. The museums included in this extensive list include the British Museum, the National Gallery of Art, the Louvre, the Rijksmuseum, and so many more. You can also visit the Palace of Versailles if you want. That website is, unsurprisingly, largely in French, so be advised. There's also the National Emergency Library online that describes itself as a collection of books that supports emergency remote teaching, research activities, independent scholarship, and intellectual stimulation while universities, schools, training centers, and libraries are closed. They actually have almost 1.5 million texts from beachy horror like Dean Kuntz to kids' books like Junie P. Jones to scholarly texts in lots and lots of non-English languages. Sticking with the arts, one of my favorite things and a really good exercise motivator is Cirque du Soleil. They've been releasing 60-minute videos of various Cirque shows, and y'all, I cannot tell you how much I love it. Cirque is just straight-up magic. I haven't watched the Curios video yet, but I am so excited to see it. Also, if you're a fan of great music, guitarists, or musicality, Brian May of Queen, in case you didn't know, I had to look it up to be sure, is teaching guitar on his Instagram. It's not for beginners, and as a non-guitar player myself, I can't really speak to the quality of the instruction, but it's a really cool resource if you're looking to nail the finer points of that one song you're working on. I had a bit about how you could watch David Tennant's performance in Richard III for free, but upon further inspection, it's Richard II. Who even cares? Shakespeare's histories with a few exceptions, like Richard III, are just boring, I say, as a theater major with an English minor. If you're interested, though, Marquee TV has a lot of Royal Shakespeare Company shows, and while the service isn't free, the 30-day trial certainly is. The online resource that grabbed me to the point where I had to force myself to stop reading was the Met Costume Institute Collections. Did I mention that I was a theater major? Yeah. But not an actor. I got a concentration in costume design and tech, and actually managed to convince the chair of my department to waive the acting credit necessary to graduate, because I would be better served by designing a show rather than acting in one. Point is, the Met has so many resources. They've got over 12,000 plates of costume and fashion from 1700 to 1955. They've got original Bergdorf Goodman sketches, which are breathtaking, by the way. And they've got over a hundred binders relating to exhibitions they've had over the years, including wall labels, images of exhibition installations, and invitations. For those of you who prefer spookier things, have you ever been to Paris? I haven't, but don't worry. If you're dying to see the catacombs, like I am, you're in luck. You can tour the catacombs virtually. It's not quite the Google Street View, you almost get to walk around in the tunnels kind of experience I was hoping for, but you do get to visit a few of the more prominent places, and the quality of the 360 views is unbelievable. Sticking with the spookier theme, while this isn't a free resource, fans of true crime and the paranormal will be delighted to know that the Winchester Mystery House, built by Sarah Winchester from 1884 to 1922, is open for virtual tours as well. If you don't know the story of this sprawling house with more than a few architectural anomalies, uh, like Stairs to Nowhere or A Door That Opens Outside to Nothing But a Steep Drop, the list is huge. 
I'd recommend looking into it. It's a fascinating story about mental health, paranoia, murder, and possibly even ghosts. Finally, I know you've all heard this by now, but I am still gobsmacked by this performance. My cynical brain wants to call this a stunt, but honestly, let's just enjoy it. An Italian tenor, Maurizio Marcini, went out on his balcony and sang Nessun Dorma to the streets, and at the end he picked up his son and finished the last few notes. His son, true to little kid form, covered his ears because, Dad, you're so loud. So, that's the end of this trailer, or pretend podcast, or mini-podcast, or what have you. Next week, we'll be talking about corvids, which are birds that include ravens and crows, because, tell you what, they are way better than this corvid nonsense. Also, please, send me your happy stories. Send me a few sentences about a good thing that happened to you this week, or tell me an accomplishment, even if it's just that you got out of bed and even though it was hard or really anything that I could read that would make people smile. You can email me at imscared2 at gmail.com. This is just the first episode of my very first podcast, so I don't even know how to end this. Mostly, I just want to encourage you to look for the small joys that make you smile even when the world is bleak, and know that I love you.